0: Some of you may remember um, Janet and Ilya being here with us in February. And so we are uh, heading to Russia, as you know. And so thanks for praying for us. I'm on that team. And uh, we're going to be leaving this afternoon, this evening. And we're going. We're going while it is still day. There's an opportunity uh, for us to go and to come alongside and strengthen the work and strengthen the vision uh, of Ilya and Janet and what God has called them, two. And so uh, it's Missions Month, as Sarah has said, and so we're going to, this morning as we receive our tithes and offerings, I want to encourage us to consider uh, giving a special missions gift above and beyond. Uh, We've created a tool in the seat in front of you. You'll see a missions brochure like this, and I'd encourage you just to pull it out and have a look at it. And this is simply a tool. It's optional, but it's something that you might want to uh, be able to complete today. I'm making room in my heart and my schedule and also in my giving. And so there's an area for you to complete that. There's also an envelope in front of you today where you can make a special gift. Um, and we encourage you to place this in the offering. It's just a way for us to help communicate some of the projects and the things that we're working on with missions. Uh, it's a challenge at times to share everything we're doing as a church on a Sunday morning. So we want to just be more intentional with you specifically. So if you would like to just complete that and put it in the offering today with your with your missions gift, we would really appreciate that. And uh, but I want to encourage you as well. Just to I know many of you have come prepared to give today to uh, to bring your first fruits, your tithes, and your and your gift uh, to the Lord. And I want to appreciate uh, that today and give you an opportunity to do that. Um, if you're a guest here today, uh, you'd be welcome to give, but please don't feel like you need to in any way. Uh, it's just an opportunity for all of us just to contribute as a community as we give our regular giving as well. Just consider giving above and beyond today to, to Global Missions. It helps us to do things like minister in Russia, uh, the ongoing work in Russia, working with uh, Greg Swinimer, our missionary there, as well as uh, our global workers all around the world. Last. Week, you heard from Grant and Ann claire on mission in Quebec City, reaching the Francophone and the English population of Quebec City. Also, Sarah and Christo, who were here a couple of weeks ago, are working in India. So your gift today helps us to continue to be on mission uh, globally, and here in Calgary as well. Uh, something happened at, just kind of right at the um, between services. A little girl from Sunday school came up. She must have been 10 or 11 years old. And she came up with an envelope, and it was full of cash. And she said, Pastor Ben, she said, I want to give this to missions. And I said, you want to give this to missions? Well, let me take you over to the um, guest services counter there. She said, I had a birthday party, and instead of gifts, because it was missions month, she says, I asked everybody to bring money so we could give to missions at First Assembly. And so the kids are catching it. I mean, that's generosity. I mean, that's beautiful. And so God is moving in the hearts of kids. And uh, my prayer is that today you would, you would respond to what God would place in your heart. So uh, let's pray about that this morning and, and, and ask the Lord, God, what is it today that you would have me uh, to give? There's different ways to give. You can text to give if you like. And there's some other options that are up on the screen. Why don't we pray this morning? Father, thank you for the opportunity to sow into your kingdom. God, I thank you that as we are on mission today, God, we do this as worship today. We do this because we want to, because we get to. And so, Lord, we plant these seeds, these financial seeds in faith, knowing, God, that you are a giver, knowing, God, that you supply all of our needs, and knowing, Lord, that as we give, you multiply this seed for the ongoing work of your kingdom in Calgary and around the world. And so, Lord, today we give with cheerful hearts, we give with faith, And we thank you, Jesus, that you will bless the gift and bless the giver today. And Lord, we pray that as we give today, above and beyond to missions, God, that you would enable us to continue to reach tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people across the globe. Lord, there's a window of opportunity right now, and you've called us to share the gospel, uh, not only here in our city, but around the world. Pray you bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, God bless you as you give this morning. There's just a couple of announcements that will be up on the screen for you. And uh, you can pay attention to that as the ushers uh, come along and as we give this morning. All right, well, as the ushers are just continuing uh, to receive the offering, uh, that song that we were just listening to is off our new First Assembly album, Tehillah. And uh, wow, Crossing Rivers is the title. I just forgot about it for a second. Can you imagine? I even preached a sermon on it, and I forgot about it, Raf. Uh But it's a great album, and Pastor Michael and the team, how many are thankful for the amazing worship that we have here in the church, the team that serves in that area? We're so thankful for you guys. Uh, Pastor Michael is on some holidays and then a little bit of a sabbatical this summer he 'll be back with us uh, the first of august and uh, he 's just taking some time to rest and he 's doing some more writing and we 're just so thankful for uh, for him and for the team and we 're excited about where we 're going as a church and where we 're going together. Are you ready for the word this morning? Yeah. All right all right let 's get to the word this morning. Uh, if you have your bible we 're going to be looking at luke chapter twenty four you can You can go there if you don't have a Bible today. We can, we have it for you on the screens, so we can show you up on the screens. I want to talk this morning with you, just for a few moments, about priority and mission, priority and God's mission, priorities. The word priority we get from the word prior. Prior is you do something before something else. So when you have a priority, you are Choosing to do something because it's more important than something else. Now, over the last 24 hours, last, yesterday, Saturday morning, early in the morning, 12 million Canadians made it a priority to get up and to watch the royal wedding. Were you one of them? Yeah. Raise your hand if you were one of those royal watchers. You actually got up, you had your tea and crumpets, you turned on CBC, CNN, and you watched the beautiful couple, Harry and Meghan. They say that three billion people around the world would have watched the wedding. There were celebrities. There was Oprah, George Clooney. Even the Beckhams made it. And there was a beautiful guest list of all these celebrities. But they all gathered around. They all made it to England, all the guests that were invited, as well as all the Millions and even billions of people around the world that made it a priority not to miss the royal wedding. And at this wedding, I just just watched bits and pieces of it, to be honest with you, but I did not miss the sermon. Bishop Michael Curry. What a sermon that was. And he began and he ended his sermon with words from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., And this is what he said, we must discover the power of love, the redemptive power of love. And when we do that, we will make of this old world a new world. Love is the only way. He painted such a great picture for us of what would the world look like if we could harness the power of love, if we could truly be people of love. And he said, think of think and imagine a world where love is the way. Imagine our homes and our families when love is the way. Imagine neighborhoods and communities where love is the way. Imagine governments and nations where love is the way. Imagine businesses and commerce where love is the way. Imagine this tired old world when love is the way. And the bishop used that opportunity yesterday to call the globe to imagining what would it be like if we could love, if love was the way. One of the ways we understand our vision at First Assembly is we say we're about loving all people to Jesus. And we do that from a place of our hearts have been touched by Jesus and he has saved us And then we live our lives in response to his love for us. And and Jesus calls us, obviously, to love him and love God and to love others, to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And as the bishop used an opportunity to call the world to love, I want to use this opportunity this morning to call us as a church to prioritize God's mission, to prioritize the Great Commission so that we can more effectively share this love with the world. So in the scriptures, in the New Testament, there's several places where Jesus calls us as his disciples calls his disciples to the great commission. I want to look at one of these passages, which which are maybe a little less popular. The Matthew 28 passage is the most common, uh, great commission commission passage. But uh, we want to look at Mark, or sorry, at Luke this morning, uh, Luke tw- chapter 24. And so it's on the screens, and let me read it. Then he opened their minds, this is Jesus, to understand at last these many scriptures. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah must suffer and die and rise again from the dead on the third day. And so this is how Jesus demonstrated his love. This is how God demonstrated his love for us. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. In verse 47... And that this message of salvation should be taken from Jerusalem to all nations. And this is the go of the Great Commission. This is our response as Jesus has died for our sins. and he, was, he died and He was buried and He rose again. And then He says to go into all the world. And so here's the good news. Here's the message of love that we get to proclaim. There is forgiveness of sin for all who turn to me. You have seen these prophecies come true and now I will send the Holy Spirit upon you just as my Father promised. Don't begin telling others yet. He says, stay here in the city. In other words, Jesus said, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit and I want you to wait. I want you to gather. I want you to be in that place of gathering and wait for the power to come and to rest upon you so that you can be my witness and so that you can fulfill the Great Commission. And then he says, until the Holy Spirit comes upon you and fills you with power from heaven. This is, friends, the power for the mission. Today is Pentecost Sunday. And around the world, um, we are part of a global church as Pentecostals. And around the world, the Pentecostal or the charismatic uh, part of the church is the most rapidly growing part of the church. Today, globally, if you look at the church globally, about 60% of the church would be charismatic Pentecostal people. Uh, It is rapidly growing around the world. And missiologists who study this kind of stuff, they say that by 2025, about 75% of the church globally will be Pentecostal. And, And it's because people are encountering the reality of Christ, the reality of the Spirit in their lives. You know, God is not just head knowledge and theology, but He can be experienced. He can be, he can be experienced personally. And so the Pentecostal church is growing. And so as we look at the Great Commission on this Pentecostal Sunday, I want to remind us of some practical and some powerful priorities that I believe as we get a hold of these priorities, they're going to be a blessing to you, but they're also going to enable us to move forward in mission, to make room for mission in a greater way as First Assembly. So the first priority is the priority of gathering. The priority of gathering. As we make it a priority to gather as God's people, this is where mission moves forward. Uh, so many people today, um, they have all kinds of craziness, busy schedules, don't they? I mean, I do. How, how's your schedule? <laughs> it's busy. And, and I know we live in a culture where even church attendance, they say on average people used to come to church every Sunday, and, and now people, you know, then they're saying every other week, and, and, and now they say the average church attendance in North America is about once a month. And that may be true for some people in the room today, and I don't, first of all, I don't want anybody to feel any kind of condemnation, because some people have jobs where you're required to fly and travel and all those kinds of things. But I want us to consider this idea of prioritizing gathering, and gathering together on Sunday, and how powerful it is. See, I I grew up uh, in my mom and dad in our home, it was like, you just never miss church. I mean, it doesn't matter what is happening. There could be You know, whatever uh, a a meteorite falling from the sky. There could, you know, you could, you could be sick as a dog, and it didn't matter. You you got up, you got on your Sunday clothes, and you went to church. Anybody grow up in a home like that? And and you know what? Uh, I'm thankful for it. Now, there were some things that were kind of. You know, it could almost lean legalistic, and I don't want to even go there. That We're not talking about that. But could it be that the pendulum has swung maybe a little bit too far the other way, where we've enjoyed our freedom of saying, oh, I don't have to go to church. There's a lot of people say, well, you know, I, I follow Jesus, but I'm not really into gathering. I'm not really into going to church. Um, but I believe that there's power in gathering as we make it a priority. That where God's people are, there's power. There's something that He does as we gather together. And and I know that uh, you are here today, and I want to commend you for prioritizing on this long weekend. You could be at the lake, maybe you 're going to the lake this afternoon, you could be somewhere else you, but today, maybe you were in town and you said you thought this morning, should I sleep in should I you know just take a Sunday off, But you made it a priority to be here today. I want to say well done, I want to say that you are on the right track of being a person that is on mission, that is making room for mission in your life, and, and I want to call us to continue to be people who prioritize Prioritize gathering. Because when we get out of the habit of being together, as we get out of the habit of gathering with God's people, we run the risk of becoming cold spiritually. And so there may be seasons in your life where it's more tempting for you just to skip Sunday or skip gathering. But I want to challenge you that you can stay on mission and that we can be on mission together. The more we gather, there's something powerful. I just love coming to church. I'm never sorry that I, you know, when I come to church, every time I go home, I go, "Man, I'm glad I went to church today." Now, I'm the pastor, so that's a pretty good thing, right? I mean, that'd be pretty bad if I didn't feel that way. But, uh, but I love our church and I love our family, and I love that we're part of a family together. I love this community, and we find strength when we come together. We find strength when we just sit under the word of God and in, in the context of worship. And, and, you know, one of the things that we love to do in the summer as a family is we go down to Forget-Me-Not Pond. It's just down by Bragg Creek. Have you ever been down there before? And we like to make a campfire and just sit there. There's a little lake. And and I love it because it's kind of camping without sleeping outside because I get to drive home. Only half an hour away, I'm back home in my own bed that night. Uh, so I get to enjoy all the benefits of camping, the fire, the, you know. And, but I remember just last summer playing with the fire and just pulling the hot coal out into the gravel and, and, and just, you know, looking at it. And that hot coal, it stays hot for some time, doesn't it? But it, when it stays out of the center of the fire, the source of the fire too long, it begins to cool. And I think we run the risk if we don't make gathering with God's people a priority, then we run the risk of becoming lukewarm, becoming cold spiritually. And so I want to say to you, First Assembly, well done. Let's keep gathering. And let's keep that priority of gathering because as we gather, we move forward in mission and we make it a priority. We make room for mission in our lives. Secondly, the priority of giving. The priority of giving moves mission ahead, moves mission to the next level. The Bible teaches us on the principle of tithing. And I want to talk about tithing just for a few minutes today. I grew up in a home where my mom and dad modeled that, and they taught that for me. And so I've been blessed, and I've benefited from living my whole life virtually, except for a few short seasons where I didn't. But my, almost my whole life, I've honored God with the first fruits of my giving. And I don't say that in any way to to brag and any, I just grew up in that and, and I was trained in that. But you know what? It's been such a blessing in my life and, and I want it to be for you too. If you're not in the habit of giving God your, the, the first fruits of your giving, I wanna call you to that today. I wanna call you to the blessing of that and, and tithe means 10%. And we see in the scripture the principle of tithing is given to us. And, and God actually promises us that he will bless our lives as we honor him with the first fruits of our giving. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits, the first part of everything that you produce. And God says that we can test him in this area of giving financially to the Lord. And so the scripture says. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord. You can actually test God in this. You can actually try it. And you can say, Lord, I'm going to test you in this. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. You can actually test this. If you're not in the habit of giving your first fruits to the Lord, can I challenge you? Even over the summer months into the fall, maybe you would take a couple of months, three or four months, and you would say, you know what? I'm not doing this, but I'm going to test the Lord in this. I'm going to give to the Lord as the priority. When, when my paycheck comes in or an inheritance comes in or some money comes in, I'm going to say, Lord, I recognize that the first verse, it belongs to you. You see, because the Bible says that the tithe belongs to the Lord. And in fact, we're actually robbing God when we hold it for ourselves and so we are not, in any way, some people say, well, tithing's Old Testament. Like, let's not get into legalism. Well, I'm not into legalism, friends, at all. Because I believe tithing is, was given to us in the Old Testament as a principle. But tithing was actually before the law. And so it's not legalism to the Old Testament law. It's a principle. And I believe that we are blessed as we walk in the principles that God has given us. And here's what we believe in the New Testament covenant of grace. Uh, we understand that we are not cursed if we don't tithe. But we're blessed if we do because we honor the principle that God has given us. And so I want to challenge you. I'm not here to argue your theology. You may have a different picture of that. But I want to encourage you that if you are giving the first fruits of your income to the Lord, you will receive blessing in your life and you will be honoring God. And as a church, we will be moving mission forward. And here's why. The stats show that on an average church in North America, that is 20% of the congregation, 10 to 20% of, the, of an average congregation gives 80% of the finances to that congregation to move the mission forward. And that's the average church. But what my dream is for First Assembly is that we would not be an average church. <laughs> what my dream is, is that we, there would be 80% of us, giving 100% of what's necessary so that the 20% of people are brand new Christians and they're just coming to faith, and, and, and the, or more, and that we would, as a church, we would be on mission together as we set our hearts to honor God, to prioritize giving to the Lord. You know, we're dreaming uh, with vision, and we know that the vision that God has given us is, is big Uh, There's some exciting things that are coming in in the weeks and the months ahead. As you know, as a church, we are currently seeking property uh, in the city because God's given us a dream to, to expand, but but even in the, in the coming weeks and coming months, we're going to be sharing a little bit more about, about going down south in Calgary because whether we have property yet or not, the vision's moving forward to reach, to revitalize, and to reproduce. And we believe that the time is coming again that we need to begin to prepare ourselves again to reach people and to launch a new campus sometime in the, in the following number of, of months ahead into next year. And so we're trusting God for that. But we know that we're on mission together as we lean in and as we prioritize giving in our lives. I just love that little girl that I was just telling you about a few minutes ago. Comes up to me with an envelope. Why? Because she has made giving a priority in her life. And I want to call you today. There's no condemnation for you here this morning. If you, uh, I know there's lots of people, maybe you're struggling and there's all kinds of things that are happening financially in your life. Can I just encourage you just to be a cheerful giver and to give to the Lord with cheerfulness and with trust and trusting him in every area of your life. This is what the scripture says. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart, not reluctantly or under any compulsion. So I don't want you to feel any compulsion or pressure. There's no guilt and guilt is not the point. The point is moving the mission ahead prioritizing the mission of God and as we prioritize gathering and as we prioritize giving we will see God's mission move forward what does a cheerful giver look like here's just a couple of thoughts a cheerful giver will prioritize giving as a lifestyle just like this little girl today who comes up I'm just a giver and that's who I am and I want to encourage you just to start giving things away, whether it's it's money or other things. Give away half of your sandwich. Give away give away some things on Kijiji. Give away. Do, just start giving because generosity in our lives it moves the kingdom forward. It, it releases us from scarcity in our mindsets and in our thinking. And so prioritize giving as a lifestyle. Also, percentage giving in your budget. Actually, budget making room for giving to the work of the Lord to missions, and to tithing, and to giving to his kingdom. Also, purge non-essential things in your life. Every s- few months, Heather and I sit down, and we go through our bills, and we say, could we do it cheaper? Could we, do it, could we change insurance companies and save some money? Could we, could we do this, or could we do that? Do we need to spend that right now? And we, we actually purge our spending so that it alleviates more opportunity for us to be generous in our lives. Also, prudence in spending. Make sure that what you are spending is something that is a priority to think about it. And quite often, you know, we just don't think anything of just dropping hundreds of dollars for this or for that. And, and, and then we think, oh, well, maybe I should give something to the kingdom. May it never be an afterthought. May we be people who prioritize giving in our lives where it's the first thing that we say, God, I'm going to honor you because it comes from a heart uh, of worship. And finally, progress in building wealth. I want to just speak over you and declare over you that God, that you're not stuck, that God has given you opportunity to grow in wealth, to grow in possibility of income in your life. if, if you're living in a place you think, well, I just got this job and I got just this much money and all I can do and I can barely make in it, I just want to encourage you this morning that when you move into generosity, when you move into abundance thinking, when you begin to honor God in your finances, that mindset can break off of your life. And I want to alleviate you today from feeling that you are stuck in your current place. I believe God wants to open up multiple streams of income, new inventions, new business ideas in this church because the mission must move forward. And as we are a giving people and a gathering people, we will break the spiritual uh, realm that, that, that potentially can hold back the people of God in our lives personally and hold back the mission of God. And we want to be people who are givers so that we can see this mission move forward. Look at this verse. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability To produce wealth. I just want to speak that over you today. Remember the Lord your God. And as you remember Him and honor Him in your giving and prioritize giving, He gives you the ability to produce wealth in your life for the kingdom. And we thank God for that because it moves mission forward. The third priority is the priority of growing. Growing in my walk with Jesus. Paul says, I want to know Christ. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. I want to, I want to share in the fellowship of his suffering. It's a desire, it was the desire of Paul to say, I want to grow. I want to continue to grow. And as you and I commit our hearts to being disciples, to being people that continue to grow in the things of God, where are you right now spiritually? And what would it look like for you to grow? What would it look like for you to take a step of faith in your life? What would it look like for you to trust Jesus In an area of your life, that's growth and that's growing, and one of the things I love about our our family and our kids is, you know, when they're babies, they're cute and they're small and everything. But I, I was so thankful. I'm so thankful today that, you know, as they're in their teen years, that they're not. Infants anymore. You know, they can put on their own shoes. They can do all kinds of things themselves anymore because why? They're growing. And as a father, my heart says, I'm excited to see my kids grow. And God desires that we continue to grow. So make growing, make spiritually growing time in the Word, time in prayer, time with Jesus, time learning more about Christ, time getting to know Him personally. Actually prioritizing time in your life. Take a course. Take a class. Do something in your life that says, I'm going to prioritize being a disciple of Jesus. And so this morning, you need to ask yourself the question, and we all do, what does that look like for me to prioritize growth in my life? David said one thing I ask of the Lord. The thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. It was in David's heart to say, God, I prioritize you. I prioritize my relationship with you. And finally this morning, the um, priority of going. The priority of going into the world. And Jesus told them, he said, go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. And this is why we are going. This is why today we are sending teams. And we're sending teams off this afternoon and next week. And This is why we sent teams to the Philippines recently in India this year. This is why we are on mission here in Calgary by hosting Alpha every week. And we're excited to see some of the things that are taking place. And and, and God is is strengthening us as we continue to go. I asked the staff just to give me uh, a couple statistics. And since January, we've seen... 201 people make a decision for Christ uh, that we've recorded. And I, th- I know there's more, but we're excited about that. And, and, and because we're going, because we're talking about reaching people. And we had a series before Easter, Reach. And, and some of you might even be here this morning. You may, may be new in your walk with God and you're new in your faith. And, and that's exciting because it's all about going and sharing this good news with everyone we can We've seen since August 49 people baptized in water. Baptized in water because we've said we're going to go and we're going to grow and we're going to call people to grow in, in Jesus. And so next Sunday we have water baptism taking place here. And if you haven't yet made that decision in your life to follow Jesus in water baptism, why don't you get baptized next Sunday? You can sign up today at guest services or anybody Uh, with a tag on today at Next Steps, any of our staff in the lobby, we'd love to help you and assist you to get water baptized. And we've seen 70 people at Alpha, and Pastor Casey, I saw him in the first service, and he was just saying that they had just finished their Holy Spirit weekend. And um, 70 people plus leaders, about 100 people every week just in the Alpha ministry. And so these Things are results of us rallying around the mission of God, saying we're going, we're going as a church, and we're moving forward into the future. And I'm going to call the worship team right now. But what would our church look like? What would our lives look like as we prioritize God's mission at a new level. And you're here today because so many of you are already prioritizing gathering and giving and growing and going. And so I want to say, well done, First Assembly. You're amazing. But I believe that there is always room. As I put sermons together, I'm like, okay, I'm preaching to me. (laughs) There's There's room in my heart to be a person that, that prioritizes gathering with God's people, whether it's on Sunday, whether it's in a community group, whether it's in fellowship, but whether it's just gathering with God's people that, that I could grow stronger, that, that, that we could move the mission forward, that, I, that I'm not just focused on my own needs, but, but I'm focusing on others, and I'm focusing on community. I, I can grow in that. And, and the areas of giving... I give faithfully to the Lord, but I could grow in that. I want to grow in that. I want God to increase my capacity to be a giver, to be a cheerful giver. I just want to be such a cheerful giver, I'm just walking around throwing dollar bills at stuff. Like, that's what I want to be. I want to be a cheerful giver. I I, I want to grow in that. And I believe that there's opportunity for you today too. And also just to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Take that next step of getting water baptized or, or, or taking the next step to go to growth track or just to find that time with the Lord, and then to be a person that is committed to the priority of going. And that's who we are as a church. We're going to continue to prioritize sending teams, not only around the world, but we're going to send people, and we're going to send mission right here in Calgary, right here where we live, right next door to our neighbor's house, because we prioritize God's mission. And so as we make room for missions, we prioritize these things. Let's stand together today and would you stand with me and we're going to worship and we're going to sing for the sake of the world light a fire in me and we're going to sing this as a prayer today on this May long weekend on this Pentecost Sunday we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us, empower us strengthen us for the sake of the world let's make this our prayer today In Jesus' name, sing it together.